Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Third Estate Podcast, where we talk about anything finance and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, AJ Abarca. Along with me is Anton Bolich. Hi, everyone. And since he had such a great time last time, here with us today is a good friend of mine, Luke Roxwold. Luke, uh, before we actually get into anything, why don't you introduce yourself? Because we didn't really talk too much about who you are from, from the first podcast we did together. Yeah, so like you said, uh, friends with AJ. Uh, AJ kind of had me come on to this podcast to sort of play the everyday man to ask questions and stuff like that. Uh, but by trade, I'm a software developer, and I don't know a whole lot about finance, so I think I'll be good at my job. <laughs> yeah, I think you was sweet too. Um, so, I mean, Luke, uh, a few days back, we were actually talking about cryptocurrencies and stuff like that, and you... You wanted to bring on to the show some of the questions you had regards of, I'm not sure if it's just Bitcoin or crypto assets all in general, or why don't, why don't you give me some of your questions that you had in mind? Yeah, so I have a couple cryptocurrencies that I actually own right now. And I know that the crypto market, especially within finance, is a controversial area. Some people think it's amazing. Some people think it's a Ponzi scheme. And uh, I think I bought in at the right time. I didn't put a whole lot of money in, but it's gone up 400%. So nice. my money has okay. gone up a lot. Like I said, it's not a whole lot of money, but 400% of anything is a lot. Um, you know, just a lot of return. So I'm trying to figure out if I should get out of this. <laughs> you know, should I leave it in and just let it keep going up? Or is it about to plunge down? You know, if it's not going to plunge down now, is it going to plunge down soon? And, uh, yeah, I'm actually hoping to get educated so that I can not lose my money. Well, you're in for a treat because I know Anton has some real strong opinions that we have. We have we agree on some things, but I think this one we might disagree on. So why don't you kick it off, Anton, with your with your opinion on this? Okay. Well, um, you know, I'm happy for you that you've uh, Luke that you've done so well with your uh, investment, however small it. it it is or was I'm when not you the burst your bubble by the way <laughs> yeah yeah but yes not to I burst mean, the if, bubble if, the, if i'm supposed to pull the money out let's get it out now while it's high you know so i i don't i'd rather just know so yeah i mean it's it's i think that's it's something i'll just put it out there right now I, to everyone i am i am not a fan of the cryptocurrencies um i don't think uh it's meant as a currency and it's it's not something they're trying to substitute the US dollar and i think most notably in the media right now it's it's being compared to gold and uh currencies do not move as volatile as volatilely as um as the cryptos do i mean they just don't uh mm. and so I, I i when i look at the cryptocurrencies i i see a bubble I see um, speculation, and I just see something that um, is being highly influenced by media, and it, it's just not, I don't think it's, um, it is what everybody thinks it is. Uh, and when I think of it, uh, I, I bring to mind the tulip mania uh, from the Netherlands, which is widely considered probably the first speculative bubble of uh, of. I think world history. Um, I think it was in the early 1600s. For those of you who don't know what the tulip mania was, basically the tulip 
was a flower that was discovered and brought back by Dutch traders. And uh, at one point at the peak, uh, these tulip bulbs, you know, these flowers were basically trading for uh, the, the full value of homes, you know, 10 times craftsmen's uh, salaries from, from what I've been told. So from what I've read. And so it, it when I look at uh, the cryptos, that's what I, I think of. So I, I don't, I'm not a fan. And I know some people say that there's some utility there and that might be so, but uh, I'm, I do not think it's to the level that. Have uh, you dabbled at all? Do you, do you have, have you no. been traded or anything? No. no Bitcoin, no nothing? Nothing. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from it and um, I, I'm just not a fan. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't, there's some points that you have that I agree with some I don't, right? I mean, I'm, I view it more, Luke, in a perspective of, well, are you doing this more as a, as a trade or as an investment? And this just doesn't even apply just to Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. This applies to any sort of quote unquote asset or purchase that you buy and what the intent is. It's kind of like going off our last episode we did together right that that financial hierarchy of needs why are you why are you buying this right if it's for a trade to make some short time term you know profit well <clears throat> awesome for you right you just made 400% now it's uh time to to take the girlfriend out on an extremely nice dinner which i'm sure she she deserves <laughs> mm-hmm. um if you're looking at it as an investment that's you know on a fir- that's a longer time horizon right if you if you actually genuinely believe in the asset itself again i'm talking about just in general whether it's bitcoin or or stocks right um so it really kind of depends on you right i mean if if you're thinking this bitcoin or whatever other cryptocurrencies that you have are here to stay for the long term and they're going to continue to go higher and you are oh comfortable with sustaining that kind of volatility then i mean Usually, if if you don't need the money, individuals will will tend to hold. And I mean, you have those right those diehard Bitcoin fans who they were there right at the beginning, when you know you you heard stories of people when we were in college, right, setting up little mining mining operations in their dorms and not having to worry about the electrical bill coming out of their their dormitory, right? And people have made large amounts of money off that and i've am a bit envious because i was not that early and i i have full disclosure i do dabble here and there um for me more it's a trade uh full disclosure i i enjoy trading a certain portion of my portfolio it just keeps me actively involved and and trying to seek information from individuals that i either deem smarter than my than myself or have an expertise in a certain realm. So I, I fully admit I don't have as great of an expertise into the applications of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. I've, I've done quite a bit of research into the blockchain technology. And it's interesting because um, Anton, you and I were actually talking about this. I was speaking with a friend uh, a few weeks back about his ideas on cryptocurrency, right? And he's in, he's in the tech space as well. And he was telling me um, that he, he likes the technology, but he, he, he believes that it's ahead of our time, right? That we're just not quite there yet to be ready for it. We're not f- a fully digitized economy to, to really gain the full value, 
when it comes to cryptocurrencies and we're just not there yet. Um, that being said, it kind of comes down to, Luke, you're talking about how, I mean, I'm looking at the Bitcoin price off Google right now. I'll click the refresh button and it's about, you know, 36,700 and change, let's say. Right. And, and I know a lot of people. Volatility on that price movement as well, which is also big. Yeah. Yeah. It's flying up at the moment. But I mean, it comes down to, right, a bit of, of price and valuation and kind of understanding, well, I've, I've heard a lot of people that are kind of confused of like, how is it this, let's say, inflated in, in this kind of scenario? How, how has the price risen so quickly? You know, how the prices of, of some of these stocks risen so quickly when you have positive news or a good outlook? And I mean, if you think of what moves price it's essentially the value is that value relative to the buyer and the seller right each each individual is going to have a different value i'm going to have a, a different value on right chimera wealth or even this this third estate podcast than anton will or you will if we were ever to like you know sell the podcast to some sort of third party Right. Or if I'm going to sell my computer to another one, I might have sentimental value, right, which will up the price of my selling price. Um, but someone who's going to buy that asset, that laptop there, they don't care about my sentimental value. Usually they're going to go for try to reach an intrinsic value. So it kind of comes like that with Bitcoin. It's just we we aren't. And I kind of agree with my friend that I had mentioned. We're just we're not quite there yet to, I guess, appreciate and understand the full value, if at all, what Bitcoin and some of these cryptocurrency assets can bring us. Let me ask you guys this, because AJ said he thinks it's a trade. Okay. Luke, what is the main reason that you got into the Bitcoin? Is it because you believe in it or because you think it's a trade? So... Um, I know very smart people that say it's a Ponzi scheme. And I know some very smart people that say, this is it, get in now before it just shoots up and becomes like a main currency that people use, you know, so it's either one or the other, uh, I mean, or in between, but like I've heard both extremes. Um, so I don't know if this is good or not, but the reason I got into it is once COVID happened, you know, I was kind of fiddling with uh, crypto a little bit, trying to see if I could get rich. You know, I was like, oh, I'll put some money in and then I'll take it out right away and then put it back in and just kind of screwing around with it um, because, you know, regular stocks are so long term that I really wanted to see if I could, you know, just fiddle with it. So I started there and I put some money in and it had probably close to double like when I had put it in. So it went way up and this was right before the stock market flew down with COVID. So I started losing money, pulled all the money out and I had not basically not profited and crypto went way down. And then I thought about it for a little while and thought, well, you know, if I'm going to gamble for something that's never happened before. I want to gamble that during a time when things are happening that have never happened before, at least not recently. And so I thought, well, if Bitcoin or something is going to explode, it's going to be right now. So I threw a bunch of money into it um, early on in COVID and just was like, I'm going to just forget about this. If the money, if the, if the money goes away, it's gone. 
But if it spikes up a hundred times, like who knows what it could do, it would be worth the investment. So, or, or worth the loss if I lost all of it. The risk. And uh, yeah, so it's like the risk. Okay, I lose the amount of money that I put in. That's the risk. Possible reward. Well, if something really, really different happens in a time when a bunch of unexpected things are happening, I can make a ton of money. Who knows? So I threw money in and I was right. It did fly up eventually. You know, it, it, right now it's shooting up. It's like I said, gone up 400% since I put money in. I, I didn't put a whole lot of money in because I'm not a gambler, but you know, like I said, 400% of anything is a decent amount. So now I'm kind of caught where I knew I'd get caught where I'm like, all right, it's really hard not to be greedy because it could just keep going up. I could take all the money out and, and have it now, but it could just keep going up. Like it could go up. 10 times as high as it is right now. Um, or I could leave the money in and it goes all the way back to zero and I'm back to where I was. And so I'm kind of expecting to be unhappy no matter what I do, but I don't, I'm not super invested in either option. I sort of was like, I can get some money right now or I could have regret forever that I didn't leave the money in, in Bitcoin. But I've kind of accepted that no matter what I do, I'm probably going to be unhappy. So this is kind of where you guys are. I don't really know. I'm kind of. That's where I think. Stories. I don't know if it's. You know, when I, when I hear when I hear both of you talk, it's basically it sounds like you are both. You look at it as a trade. You're trying to make some money. I did. Where it's speculative, did it and you did, yeah, and and it's it's you know maybe there's a little bit of the reason is because in case the Bitcoin becomes mainstream or you know any cryptocurrency. Because uh, we are talking, this is about cryptocurrencies more so than just Bitcoin. But at the end of the day, right? That's you guys just said it. You know, you kind of said what I was saying is it's speculation, and that's yeah. that's where uh, obviously there is the possibility that I'm wrong, and uh, this does go mainstream because cryptos are definitely not mainstream whatsoever right now. You know, there's the I, I don't know what the percentage is of people that uh, are invested in crypto, but it's definitely not the majority of the people in the world. And um, so there is that possibility, but there isn't those investments and currencies are meant to be stable, right? Because it's, it's how you price different goods and services. They are not meant to fluctuate like this. And that's why I fall in the camp of, I think it's, it's just, a bunch of hocus pocus. I don't. Well, I mean, it, it, right now, I think it's it's not so much. Uh, it's more being viewed, in my opinion, as a store of value. Right. I mean, look at gold. The 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 return of gold last year, and how gold is. I mean, you just saw a recent report of oh well, is where where is gold going to go, in in regards to price action, right? I mean, there's a lot of lot of stuff happening right now in the world and and luke i mean you you do have a i think a perspective that a lot of people had during you know the the declines that we saw earlier last year 2020 i need to keep remembering to say last year even though it's, yeah. you know, it's middle of january already um right where because of all let's just be blunt about it all the chaos going on right with everything not only just in the united states but all around the world People have been fleeing to these stores of values. And it's not just gold. It's not just Bitcoin. Like there are people I've been talking to that they're buying collectibles, right? Art, wine. And those 
those are just different stores of value that are even less mainstream, right? But it's, it is something that people do rather than having just cash at the bank account. If, and I mean, we all live here in the United States. If there's a fear that the dollar will decline in its actual, in its actual value of per, being able to purchase goods, well, I might as well go buy, you know, a beautiful piece of collection of art that who knows in six month, a year, it'll be worth 1.5, two times as much, who knows, right? Uh, and I mean, that's not to say, I, I want to be careful here when we're talking about like crypto and, and all of that stuff. We're not specifically stating to anyone you should, at least I'm not sure what Anton's saying, but to, <laughs> I'm not saying to anyone like you should sell right now or you should buy in right now. It really comes down to, well, what are you going into this asset for? Just be mindful right? And you mentioned already, you you accepted the risk, which this is, I think, why we're friends. And I appreciate you, Luke, for, for admitting that you accepted the risk, right? That if it goes down, okay. You know, if it goes up, that's amazing. And that's that's the same mindset I had. Like, I don't know enough about the technology. I, I fully admit that to be fully gung-ho and saying, this is an investment. I mean, it's a very, very small uh, portion of my portfolio, the amount that I put in there. Um, but it, it comes down to that. Are you viewing this as, yeah, I, I really believe that Bitcoin in the long run will be a hundred thousand, like some professionals and, and those who are involved in the crypto assets say, or is it really just, is it just a trade how you mentioned earlier, just to make a quick buck? And there's nothing wrong with either way. Um, just, I think the- that you could be wrong. Right. The short answer is <laughs> it started as a trade and then I got greedy because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, okay, I've made a lot of money. I should get out now. And that's not. Uncommon. And then I just started and then I just was like, oh, but it could go so much higher. Who knows what it could but that's, go. But that's also, I think, a big part of what's driving the price because right. you have a lot of people that have bought in and bought in years ago, right, that are true believers they are true believers, right? And they have not sold, right? So when you only have 21 million Bitcoin, right? It doesn't take too many true believers holding a decent amount of the supply to basically remove any selling from that. And then, you know, you get convinced a couple people here, you convince a couple people there, you know, you find the next person to sell to the people that are just looking to trade and it just drives prices up. I mean, do we really think that we're going to have a currency that only has a supply of 21 million uh, coins that's going to be uh, uh, an international currency or at least a U.S. currency? I mean, and does that really affect it? Like if if I said, um, I mean, how many how many U.S. dollars are there? Trillions and trillions, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, is there yeah. an exact number that anybody knows for the U.S. dollar? Uh, no, I mean, it's always it's always moving, right? Because like, this isn't the the appeal to cryptocurrency that you there is only a finite amount. Yeah, so you yeah. can't like the U.S. dollar. They there isn't can, there isn't a finite amount of crypto. Let me let me see if I if I can say it, and then you can correct me if it's incorrect. Because I because I'm the everyday man, so let's see if I have it right. But I thought that the U.S. dollar. One of the issues with it is we just keep making more of it. And so every time we make more, the value of it goes down. And so crypto's theory is using blockchain technology, you can only have a finite amount of 
Bitcoin. It's just designed that way. And so, yeah, you might only have 2 million, but then we'll be paying for things with fractions of Bitcoin. Like, oh, here you want to, you know, McDonald's fry and, you know, shake, whatever. That'll be, I don't know, 0.001 Bitcoin or something. And that's just how the currency would work. Wouldn't that, does the number really matter? So the the amount of dollars is definitely a concern, and that is something that is. I mean, people. I think people and the government need to be really taking a hard look because, again, you want stable currencies, and when we're printing dollars right and left, that exposes us to a lot of threats to the currency and the valuation. But to your point about crypto being a finite number. I mean, there isn't a finite number because all these cryptocurrencies get keep getting created. While, while you were talking, I Googled, you know, how many cryptocurrencies are there? And uh, the number well, that popped up on my screen is 7,800, right? right? But if it was just um, if Bitcoin, Bitcoin was yeah. the only one or Ethereum or, you know, one of the big ones, if that was because there's millions or probably not millions, but. That's the big risk, though. Currencies, you know, like there's tons of currencies right now, and they all have a specific value. And it's like, well, I could take all my dollars and convert them into some small country's currency, but but which which crypto? So I mean, I get what you're saying, Luke, and and that is one of I I agree could could be an appeal, um, but the 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 big risk also is okay. Well, which cryptocurrency is the one to choose or which group of cryptocurrencies are the ones that will that will win at the end of the day bitcoin right now is 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 winning because it's probably the most well one of the first out there yeah, yeah right but is that to say 10 years from now that bitcoin will still be the top contender or will we have something else that comes into the line that people like you know there's that risk that you're taking yeah yeah, it's definitely a risk no matter what. I'm I'm more just thinking if it if imagine if you know we went back in time and everyone paid with things or paid for things with pennies and dimes. It's like, oh well there's suck. you know, it's dollar. Well, it wouldn't suck if it was worth a lot, you know. Like I hate wearing change. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's true. Change I as soon as I get change at the store, I just give it back. Exactly. I don't want Me it. Too. It's so annoying. Um but I'm saying with with Bitcoin, imagine if the you know you have Bitcoin, which one Bitcoin is worth what you said thirty five, thirty three something like that. Yeah, it's thousands of dollars, and so they could literally invent a thousandth of a Bitcoin and just give it a name, you know, like Bitcent or something, and it would just be oh, this is X amount of Bitcents. So I just don't see how the number really matters. I mean, um, the other problem too. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Luke. Sorry. Well, but if it if it does matter, well, well, tell me what's the issue with? Let's say that I guess because I'm not a finance person, I don't exactly know. I don't exactly know what questions to ask. Other than I mean, I there's a risk, kind of whatever. That's that's the thing, right? Uh, if there's a risk, whatever route you take, either you take the risk of doing Antone's approach and not having any cryptocurrency assets in your portfolio. And this is all hypothetical people. Don't freak out. The The dollar and the U.S. economy crashes. And so the dollar drastically loses its value, but Bitcoin then becomes 100,000. And well, Antone is screwed because he has no exposure. He only has US, USD, right? There's, I accept uh, the risk. 
that's that's a key thing right there's and then there's the risk of well maintaining your your crypto portion and going for the ride and hopefully it goes up and but if it goes there's also the risk that it goes down and goes all the way to zero right because there's There's, risk in the us dollar you know like right now with in a lot of ways um and so i don't know financially if you guys are allowed to say this on the podcast or not but i can at least ask the question um U.S. dollars is tricky. You know, we don't know what that's going to do. At least I don't. You know, it could something could go wrong. Um, crypto could go wrong. Is there a currency that's is gold safe? Some people say gold gold is like the way to go, but I kind of don't understand why gold is valuable other than it's rare and it's like you can't really do much with it other than it's pretty, it's heavy, and it's rare. Um, I mean, there's so jewelry. It's gold. used in technology, right? In some technology, but just components. barely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's like if we have no food, no one's going to care about gold. And so I kind of see even gold is being risky as well. Cause when it's like, dude, I need food. Well, I have all this gold. I don't care. You know, that's the worthless to me, you know, cause it has not a lot of value outside that we think it's pretty and it's heavy. And it, well, you wouldn't, cons- you wouldn't compare it to food in that scenario. Right. Because if Thinking you like need, if you, yeah, if you need if you need food, right? Whether you have gold or Bitcoin, if if people don't uh, attribute value to either of them, um, right? You know, in an apples to apples comparison, uh, it'll food would be take that primary concern, right? Because you can't, like you said, you can't eat gold, and you can't eat, you definitely can't eat Bitcoin, and you need to eat food. Um, I mean, gold, the the I agree with you that, that the dollar, there are definite concerns with our U.S. dollar. And there's concerns, you know, not to sell it short. There are concerns, there should be concerns, I think, worldwide of a lot of currencies being printed, right? The U.S. isn't the only one. We just are doing it at an elevated man, in an elevated manner relative to a lot of other currencies. And we've been doing it for a long time. And so the gold... Uh, discussion. I mean, gold has been a currency since ancient times, right? So that was, it was considered money. Um, And so I think uh, there are definite, um, there are definite other options to the US dollar. It's just the the cryptos, you know, I mean, think about it. There, There are cryptos out there that are, that were created as a joke that have actual value, right? I mean, they're created as a joke. I mean, and if, if we look at the price movement and we look at, at, at that aspect to it, it just, it does not, it doesn't give me confidence that that cryptos are, um, I guess, the future when it comes to currency. I mean, one of the arguments too that people said about crypto was, you know, it's, it's the government can't control it and but they can track it right it's online i mean eventually they will be able to and there's a there's a there's the ch- the chain you know the, the the coding for it so you know are, are they going to be able to print bitcoin because or, or produce it as a physical species because there are people right that do want to have that security of knowing okay i can if i'm go- i have to flee my home i'm gonna be able to take my bitcoin with me Right, because it's digital. Like, what happens if the government? I don't know how how realistic this is, but if it's all digital, 
I guess blockchain technology, they couldn't just erase it. I was trying to think digital would just be like, oh, all I have to do is type in that you have zero money in your bank. Now you have zero money. You know, they, if the government wanted to take your money out of your bank account, it would be a lot easier than if I had a bunch of dollar bills stuffed in my mattress or a bunch of gold in a safe because they would have to physically break in and, and take it, right? Um, well, I mean, Luke, to answer your question earlier, right, in regards to where to put if if the US dollar doesn't look great, right? That's that's the whole it's like the US dollar replaced gold, if I remember, like the fiat currency of the dollar didn't the world it, reserve. And people probably said the same thing that and Anton that you're saying right now about gold then, you know, where they were like, Well, why are we we're doing this like fiat currency? I don't understand why we're doing this. It's not gonna catch on. And how do we know that this isn't the next step from the fiat currency to Bitcoin? I mean, only time will tell, right? And I mean, that's that's the whole you hear in our industry, right? Talking to individuals and investors of having a diversified for portfolio, right? Have some stocks, have some bonds, have some cash, have your cash spread out, have real estate, have collectibles, right? Because at, there are always risks with having your financial hood in any sort of asset class, right? I mean, we saw that in in '08 where tons of assets and real estate were drastically hit, right? And you you see there are periods of times where not all of the different asset classes are, are down, but there are some where, you know, stocks will be down, maybe bonds will be up, cash will be up, gold will be up, or the, the reverse is true, right? So it, it comes down to an acceptance of the risk of what you're comfortable with, what, you, what helps you sleep at night is what I... What I usually tell clients, what helps you sleep at night, right? Is it selling everything? Is it selling a portion? Is it being all in? Like what I don't want is you to wake up in the middle of the night or having nightmares about, oh my God, I have I have a hundred percent of my my livelihood in Bitcoin. And if it drops tomorrow twenty percent, I'm I'm going to regret and hate myself. Right. Right. What right. what makes you you want to enjoy your life, right? You don't want your assets to run your your livelihood and, and your decisions. In the to bring up 2008, isn't that a good example of people saying, you know, like the housing market, land, it doesn't lose its value, invest in housing, invest in land. And then everyone went and did that. And then because of the system that it was in, and remember, I'm not a finance person, so I don't know all the details. When the bubble popped, the value of housing just fell down. And so is it possible that that could be happening with the dollar soon? You know, And, and, and like I said, I don't know financially how easy it is to answer that, but that's why Bitcoin to a point looks like, well, if I had to bet on a currency that wasn't the US dollar, I could invest in gold, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I still don't know what I'm supposed to do. If I'm supposed to get my money out of that stupid account or leave it in there, you know. And I don't think you guys can tell me that exactly. But <sighs> what what do you feel like makes you the most comfortable? What you could you sleep with that night? Keeping it all in, selling a portion, well, selling not, it all. It's not a lot of money, so I feel like just leaving it in there because then you just never know what might happen. And I'm living just fine without that money. It's sort of like I put the money in there and forgot about it. And now it's quite a bit higher. So it'd be nice to have it, but I don't need it. And you, so, you can forget about the money, but don't forget about your password because 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's so many you stories. You read that story. <laughs> oh man, two hundred twenty million dollars as of like the the price well, that were quoted point. last. What's going to happen to Bitcoin if everyone keeps forgetting their stupid passwords? All the coins are going to get locked up. They'll just create a new crypto, probably, right? And that's like, oh, this one we gotta gotta create a new one. That's almost like if you had a finite amount of dollars, and every once in a while, a hundred million dollars would just catch on fire and be gone, and you could never create more. It's like eventually. Most of it's just going to be gone. Yeah, that probably upped the price of Bitcoin, actually, right? Because now there's 20 million Bitcoin. 20 million. Wait a minute. How many Bitcoin are there? I don't. I think it's 21 million. Is the sorry? They had 20 well, million U.S. dollars worth of Bitcoin, right? No, no, no. There's it's it's 21 million Bitcoins is the peak amount of Bitcoins that are possible to be created. But I don't. I don't know. I don't think that there's 21 million in existence at this time. I don't think that they're right. done mining, right? I mean, so. Right. I was saying the guy who had all that money was, did he have how much? He, US he had like dollar? 75, he had like 7,500 uh, Bitcoins. I think it was, it was 220 million as of whatever the price quote was last week when they wrote the story. Um, I mean, there's was, a lot of stories out there, right? I, I'm not terrible. even keeping track. That is terrible. That's awful. I feel so bad for that guy. Oof. And he's not the only one. He's, he's not the only one. I, 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 there was a story out about there's, I mean, there's a lot actually. Uh, it's more that it's hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars worth as of current prices of Bitcoins in total of people that lost access to accounts. Um, I mean, there was that story uh, the guy who was running, I think, an exchange or something like a whole. It was a holding platform for Bitcoin, and he died and or something. I think, and the uh, the passwords to get into That's it. So insane that that can happen. That's like someone owning a bank, and then he died, and it's like, oh, he had the key. Yep. The bank is just locked. We can't get in. What? Like that's incredible that that is happening. I mean, it's it's horrible. That doesn't inspire much confidence, does it? Yeah, really. Make me feel really good about it. Make sure I don't forget my password. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It, it's, I mean, I, I look at, uh, you know, you talked about the fiats uh, back, you know, the dollar going off the gold standard. I mean, that's what basically the U.S. dollar, what people don't realize is dollars, uh, paper specie for, for currency, whether it's the U.S. dollar or the British pound for centuries, right? Uh, was backed by gold, which was considered to be money. You know, mon- it wasn't the actual paper money that was considered. I mean, it was a representation. It, it's it's a it's a promise that if you want to recoup this, that you can. Kind of like a bank note, right? When you you know the bank says, okay, we uh, promise to pay you know, on behalf of this person, or we, we represent that we have this money in the bank and that this person who's signing some document or promising to pay that it's there. I mean, that's banking got started, um, you know, a long time ago. Right. And, and you would have people, you know, I'll use the middle ages as an example, when they started traveling around, uh, uh, again, uh, the, the, um, the, crusading religious orders got heavy into banking because you'd have people making long trips, right? And they would didn't want to be carrying around sacks of gold 
uh, you know, thousands of miles away from home where they could get robbed. So then they would have a piece of paper that would be promised that, hey, this person has this money at this location. And then when they get to where they're going, the branch, so to speak, would would uh, honor that. So that was where gold has always been considered money. But it's not because we don't back the dollar by gold anymore. No, no. And that's How where I have faith in the U.S. currency. If there's no ultimate, if I go back to the bank with my check card, I can get X amount of a physical object that I own. You know, like in the past, it was like this card or check shows that I have, I don't know, 10 pounds of gold. I don't know, whatever. Like I have a certain amount of gold that I own. And when I go back to the bank and say, look, I want that gold now, the, the actual thing that I own, they in theory could give that to me. But if it doesn't exist, that's where I get kind of weirded out about the fiat currencies. I don't really understand how that works. Yeah, they don't. I mean, that's the thing right now, right? And so I'm, I'm, I am with you on the concern for the US like dollar. Issues with, with crypto, right. But I also am like, yeah, this is that, that fiat currency is a little fishy to me. You know, I'm not sure how I feel about that sometimes. And I don't know if, if Bitcoin with its flaws could be a potential safer option if it caught on. I think that's the whole debate, I think, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it takes a little bit knowing more about your financial situation too, um, which is probably a discussion, you know, at another time. But I mean, again, it's it's really ultimately it comes down to what risks do you accept, right, of buying but well, buying, selling, holding, and there, one of the things well, I'll make a final note then, and then we can we can wrap this up is there's not always a, a black and white answer, and it's not always a this or that. You know, we we tell people all the time if you have a certain amount of any sort of asset that you're questioning, hey, do I want to sell? Do I want to hold? It's not a it's not a all or nothing mentality. You can sell a portion. You could sell one. I mean, I don't know how many, and we don't need to disclose to the public, right? right? How many Bitcoin do you have? But you know, there's there's nothing. I don't have any. There's no rule. Do not have a full Bitcoin. (laughs) But what you get what I'm saying, right? Like you don't have to sell everything that you own. You don't have to. You can sell a portion if you want, right? And then that is where you can get a little bit of, uh, you know, if you want to take some of those profits and be like, you know what, at least worst case scenario, I made my money back, which I mean, with 400% return, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good, right? If, even if you kept some and you sold a little bit, again, that's not me telling you to do that, but it's not, it's but not when you an sell all a little, then you, then, just to be real for a second, if I sell it, then it's like, oh, every amount of money I get after that, it's like, that could have been more. I told I, you greedy, you get greedy. Ugh. Yeah, I mean that's where that's where you see bubbles and stuff, though, right? I'm not yeah. saying. Well, only time will tell what happens in the future, right? Unfortunately, I don't have a crystal ball; otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to either of you. <laughs> um, but ex- exactly, it's just, it's coming down to accepting the risk, and and also, again, that final point of it, it's not an all or nothing mentality. You you have options, right? It's just figuring out what those options are. All right. And on that note, well, thank you for attending another episode of The Third Estate. I'm your host, AJ Abarco, with my managing partner of Chimera Wealth, Anton Bullich and Luke Roxwold. 
You all have a great day.